Shalom, and thank you for listening to Progressively Jewish, the podcast where you can explore and connect to Judaism through a progressive Jewish lens. I'm Rabbi Richard Jacobi, and it's my pleasure to be introducing this week's episode for the weekly portion of Vayigash, which covers Genesis chapter 44, verse 18, through to chapter 47, verse 27. The theme chosen is entitled Life's Journey, based upon Jacob's statement to Pharaoh. Ma'at v'ra'im hayu yamei shanei hayai. Few and evil have been the years of my life. And our Siddur Lev Hadash continues, So says Jacob to Pharaoh. What does he mean by evil? Hard? Sad? Disappointing? Perhaps all these we cannot know. But his words prompt a question about ourselves. How should we assess our lives in retrospect? By what yardstick is life to be measured? One thing is certain, that our time on earth is limited. Therefore, whatever we believe to be its purpose, we had better learn to use it well. We've asked one family spanning three generations in the discussion and six generations overall to discuss this theme. One reflection of mine on their conversation is to see life's journey not as just one person's journey through their life, but also as the journey of life forces through the generations of a family. An additional question I'd like you to take into your listening is how do we help life's journey on its way to future generations? Here to introduce their discussion is my teacher, colleague and friend, Rabbi Dr. Michael Shire, the Chief Academic Officer at Hebrew College in Boston, USA. Hi, I'm Michael Shire, and this is the fourth night of Hanukkah, and I'm sitting here in Boston, Massachusetts with my family, while my extended family are in England, and we are all together. We are going to be thinking about life's journey and our connection to progressive Judaism over five generations. My great-grandfather was a member of a reform synagogue in Germany. Uh, my grandfather was the president and founder of the synagogue, the progressive synagogue in Dublin. And uh, my father was the president of the liberal synagogue in Birmingham. And many generations of this family have been involved in progressive Judaism in different stages of their lives. And it has become important and meaningful to them. We are also uh, in this parasha of Vayigash, which was my bar mitzvah portion. And it was uh, 49 years ago that I became bar mitzvah at Birmingham Progressive Synagogue. So we have a lot to celebrate and uh, a lot to uh, wonder about uh, in the life's journey of both this family and of each individual member of it. And we're delighted to share that with you. I'm going to start with uh, some of our younger members of the family, although we have very young ones who are currently asleep. 
Um, but uh, I'm going to turn to young Micah, who is a student at the University of Edinburgh in Scotland, and I'm going to ask him to start us off by asking him now that he's left home and gone to university, what does being Jewish mean to him and how has his Jewish experience at home impacted the way he's seen his first term at university, and particularly perhaps in relation to this Hanukkah season? So, Micah. Yes. <clears throat> um, so, as, as um, a member of this family, of this very Jewish family, um, uh, and as a member of, uh, and as a son of two rabbis, um, I have been in contact with Judaism with, uh, in my entire life. Um, and it's only now, now that I'm a university student, uh, that I've begun to uh, shift away, not intentionally, but uh, purely because the University of Edinburgh, I wouldn't say is known for its Jewish population. Um, um, I've, I've been attending them uh, online, but it really hasn't been the same. Um, and I, I'm finding myself every day wanting more of that Jewish connection that, that, I, that I had not, not half a year ago. Um, um, and this Hanukkah uh, has been more of that same, uh, yes, there have been online events, but it's not what I'm looking for. Uh, and I'd like more of a Jewish connection. Um, yeah. Micah, you've, for the first time, been living with non-Jewish people in your right. apartment. What's that been like to be Jewish amongst non-Jewish people? It's, it's been very interesting. Um, I just had, a, uh, just this past weekend, a festive Christmas dinner with them. Um, and it was a very impressive affair. Huge amounts of food, all this, all this music and stuff. Um, and I made latkes, uh, natural, very natural to me, of course. And when I introduced them to, to all these non-Jews, they just had no idea. Like I had to explain everything and it was so unfamiliar. I, I, I didn't have the words to describe traditions spanning thousands of years, um, which was very strange, a very strange experience. Um, but they're just people like, yeah, they're not, they're not Jewish, but <laughs> they're no less people than <laughs> Michael. Than, I can, uh, I can associate with that. I had the exact same feeling at university and it just felt very bizarre because you almost feel like our way we've been incubated, right? That, yeah. that we've had this Jewish upbringing of Jewish festivals and Hanukkah and you know getting the family together and then suddenly a christmas meal and you ask well what's the meaning behind it and they're like oh it's a time to see family and you're like but but why is there only one time a year to see family <laughs> that's yeah. my nephew greg talking uh, greg lives in north london with his family uh, and uh, his wife jules and two children joey and max um joey at age four now and max at age one um perhaps we'll we'll actually go to you uh, Greg and uh, 
you you've set up a home in North London. You're kind of uh, living uh, near a fair amount of the North London Jewish community, and uh, you have a wonderful wife and uh, two beautiful children. How has it been for you to set up a home and have children and um, think about the ways in which you were raised Jewishly and what it means to you now? I think it's been um, it's been very different because obviously Jules isn't Jewish, um, and I wouldn't say that she's particularly religious, although she was baptized, she was christened, um, but her parents don't go to church, and she hasn't had that association with religion, which I feel that I've had. And for me, it's very much grounded me, um, and that's what I want to give the children. Um, although I celebrate High Holy Days, and every Friday night we back, I always make sure I'm back early, and we we do candles. And um, I feel particularly um, proud about Jerry's learning the brochures and he knows the order and stuff. Um, I find it very difficult to kind of manage that. It's not a conflict because Jules is very understanding and accepting, but it's kind of like, I think at first it was very unknown to her. Um, and like everyone, we're always afraid of the unknown, right? If someone does something outside the norm, you know, where for the Shires, as it were, this is what Hannah and I grew up with. You know, we had Mad Auntie Miriam come at Hanukkah with a bag full of presents and Uncle Michael and Auntie Marsha and, and seeing Anya and Micah and Omar and Opa came around and my grandparents on mom's side came around. You know, this is all very normal. This was our life. Um, and so I think at Hanukkah is a great time to kind of share a really nice festival with the outside world, if you like, or, or in particular with Jules, it's really nice. At, you know, she can see that we light a candle and it's kind of like a festive time. It's all, there's some association there. Um, and I think for the kids, it's fantastic. You know, Jerry's really grasped the idea of Hanukkah and he's been studying it at school and telling his friends. And yesterday we met up with Jules' sister and they're not Jewish. And, you know, he was telling them all about Hanukkah and the lights and the Maccabees and, you know, the presents, obviously. Um, and I think that's really good that he's picking up these little snippets. Um, he was also fascinated because um, Omar, who I'm sure we'll come to, she had a lovely story about her father made his own menorah um, and it broke a mirror. And funnily enough, I made a menorah as well and um, because we, we couldn't find ours. And he was very proud of the fact that Daddy made a menorah and it didn't, it didn't break the mirror. But I thought it was lovely that already he's got an association and memory of, of Hanukkah, you know, I remember Omar and Opar coming and they gave me an elephant from a holiday trip that they had taken, you know, and it, um, it was carved out of beautiful wood. And it's, it's stuff like that, which I think we all hold hold dear to ourselves now, these memories which you get growing older, um, they, they mean so much more. That's great. Let, let's, let's turn to your sister, my niece, Hannah, who lives out there in Wolfhamstow with, with her partner, Alex, and her one-year-olds, um, Ari, and you, you were both brought up by David and Hetty, my, my brother uh, and sister-in-law, who my brother passed away this past summer, which was a real sadness for our whole family, much too early and before his time. Um, how, what do you remember about growing up with David and Hetty and, and Greg in the house, Hannah, and what, what you're trying to do now for Ari? Uh, well, we've, we've had a really Jewish upbringing, obviously, lots of... Um, Jewish uh, festivals and celebrations, but I think actually tradition is a big thing that stands out and that also carries through. So um, my mum and dad always made Friday night dinners, chicken dinners with the chicken soup and the canadol 
some Shabbat candles um, that I would light with mum. And um, at Hanukkah, we would light the candles and we would get Hanukkah gelt. And um, my dad never knew the words to the, to the song. Um, and so he'd make them up. And, and <laughs> I, think, I think for me, um, you know, it's about carrying on traditions um, into, into my um, family and helping Ari understand those traditions and where they've come from. Um, I think that's really, really important. So he knows that I used to do the Friday night candles with my mummy and daddy and Alex, my partner, he, he does when he's back from work, he joins us when he can. Um, but I think also looking at beyond Shabbat and beyond Hanukkah, just at being Jewish in general, I think, I think that it's for me, it's really important to make sure Ari has a multi-faith upbringing so he understands about Judaism and he understands about Christianity and Hinduism and although I'm feeding tr parts of my tra uh, the traditions that I've learned from my family into into my home um, I want I was also brought up with my grandparents Omar and Opa taking us to multi-faith services and speaking at multi-faith <laughs> promoting you know that we're ultimately one 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 race one human race together mm -hmm. and we should respect everybody and strive to learn about everybody in every race and religion and i really want to to help bring that to ari so for me, I think it's about tradition and also about introducing traditions of my of my own. So taking also the bits that I love about Judaism, especially and how that I can work that into into our family home. So Purim, I hide sweets around the house for him and um, High Holy Days. We attended the children's service on Zoom. It was a shame it wasn't in person this year. But yeah, it's about taking bits that as well that I that I that have touched me and creating my own traditions with with my family as well. I think there's a deeper connection though because Hannah, you and I are now away from home, but Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, we see each other and you know we go to shul together now, um, whether or not Mum can join us or, or she can't, you know. And it's so nice that you know no matter how busy our days are, that we just get that that little bit of time together, you know. And and it kind of brings for me, it brings back memories. It brings back you know, it brings me back it brings me back to home if you like yeah Ania, my, and, my and daughter also, sorry michael i was Go gonna ahead. say as well things like you know meeting up with my mum or um when dad was alive going back to birmingham on rosh hashanah or yom kippur and seeing dad as well you know omar and miriam i know you would do it too michael if you were you were in england but you know miriam picks up omar and they hang out on the special days together and i think that's perfectly true what Greg said it is a, a homely feeling when you're doing something and engaging something Jewish especially if it's something then connected to tradition that you are you, know, you come together and we support each other as a family that's great so um, another member of the family who's living uh, in our own place and has a third year at university at Brandeis University in Boston is my daughter Anya and uh, she's here too um, well, I was I was gonna say I could really um, speak 
and add on to what Hannah was saying um, because I'm uh, at university living with um, four other girls in a house um, and our house actually consists of two Jews, two Muslim girls and a Christian girl um, and so it's been a really um, incredible experience to share our religions and traditions with each other and um, and learn about um, you know their upbringings their lives um, and then you know them asking me questions about my life and um, and my different traditions and so we share <clears throat> that together and I think that's um, actually a really important part of liberal Judaism specifically because um, liberal Judaism uh, really values yeah, it tradition really values and openness and openness to the whole. and um, and I think that concept and um, value of interfaith has definitely come um, straight from Omar um, and trickled down um, do you feel like there's a common democracy between you that although you've got different beliefs or different you know you, there might be clashes in certain parts that you all accept that you're all different but you are all still one one people because that's what you know it's something that hannah mentioned it's something that opa really you know installed in me anyway that it doesn't matter you know where you're from you know what you believe what you don't believe that you should still have that you know, you should still be civil and treat other people how you want to be treated and listen to other people's thoughts. Do you find that that's the case? Well, it's funny because I could say, like, even more than that, I think finding out the differences between each other, between our religions have really actually brought us closer because I talk to my um, Muslim friend, she's like one of my best friends, and we talk about the similarities between our religions and how, you know, we're technically cousins in that sense. And, yeah. um, you know, we talk about the fasting on Yom Kippur, we talk about the fasting of Ramadan. Um, yeah. And um, it just, it, you know, there are so many more similarities and differences when you really get down to it. So, I think so when you talk, it breaks down these, these barriers, these unknown prejudices that you might have, because, as I said, we're all afraid of the unknown. And as soon as you actually have a chat with someone, you know, about their faith, or if they're, if they're Muslim or Christian or, or agnostic, you know, it really breaks down and uh, it gives you that understanding because you, I feel like anyway, as a liberal Jew, we can, we can make that association um, and that we've been given the right to have our faith. And that's so wonderful that we've, you know, our previous generations have fought for that and that's why it's important. Um, and I think just by talking to people has really helped. So let, let's turn to uh, my mother. Uh, there in Birmingham, uh, almost at the age of a, a century and a, a, a lifetime member of Birmingham Progressive, uh, as I said, alongside my father. Um, and mum, would you like to, to say your piece now for us? As a great grandparent, it has been my privilege to be part of a family of four generations of progressive Jews. With my late husband, who already grew up in a progressive Jewish environment, we both endeavored to instill and hand on a family life of Jewish values. Observing the cycle of the Jewish year, 
Due to commitments and dedication, we could all enjoy the practices of Shabbat and the festivals, which enrich and enlarge, as well as giving strength in times of joy and great sadness. And of course, we had this, this year with the loss of my eldest son and the father of the children we heard just now. The tradition of continuous Jewish education, identity, personal responsibility, and charity assists in developing humane human behavior, contributing to community with people of strong faith as well as the general population around. My husband and I were both interested in the work of Christian Jewish relationships in, and encouraged this in our children as regards their friends at school particularly. The participation of youth groups activities gave them a strong support of their Jewish identity. My position as a former refugee into the arms of exemplary Christian family made me grateful to them for life and made me realize how important it is to hang on to the next generation, our own experience of failure and success. While promoting an ordered life, yet flexible, that can contribute to positively to a life of great values as progressive Jews. Having hopefully transmitted this to our next generation and they to future generations, I hope there will be a good future for all of us. Thank you, Mum. That's beautiful. And I'm going to call upon Miriam and my sister there in Oxford, um, also recently married and buying a new home with her, her husband, Nick Shire Feldman. Um, Miriam, welcome to this conversation. Thank you. I, I think it's interesting, Mum, what you, you and Dad have always tried to achieve for David, Michael and myself, because tonight as we're all sitting around in our little rectangles and we're hearing Hannah and Gregory and Micah and Anya speak which is the next generation I mean I'm sitting here just so proud of them mum and I'm sure you are too because the values that they have taken on from both you and dad are really there they're strong and they're really transmitting it to their next generation as well and I mean, it makes me deeply proud of them, deeply proud of them. And I think one of the things that both Anya and Hannah were saying, which is interesting about growing in this multi-culture, I've always grew up, my closest friends were non-Jewish and I work in a non-Jewish world. And I always make it um, a point of making people know I am Jewish. And because I, I am very proud of it, and I do think we have things to say, and 
we have a moral compass and we can help people around us and give them you know guidance as much as we get guidance from them as well um and the other thing i was going to say one of my other friends from school was a very orthodox girl and in terms of an orthodox girl and a religious progressive Jewess that I considered and labeled myself, we had many discussions about what was right, about kashrut, about do we ride in the car to the shul, um, and these questions about how we handle our Judaism have continued because I'm still great friends with her now, and she is a grandmother and me as a wife now. We have many discussions about you know, how to make meaning in life. And it is through our Jewish way that we have made our meaning. It doesn't mean we're better or worse than our non-Jewish communities. It just gives us enrichment. Um, Beautiful, no, wonderful. Uh, very, and actually very similar to what I was going to say myself, having um grown up in this wonderful family um my father and my f mother modeling both as as uh, hannah said earlier and greg said the the kind of the value and the beauty of tradition alongside an openness to the rest of the world and the community that uh, needs our help and assistance in trying to make the world a better place so having kind of grown up with that and as mum said participating in in cheder and youth group uh, Obsnik at the time was so very important to us at camp, uh, Kadima, which we I think we've all attended Kadima, <laughs> yeah. every single one of us. <laughs> and um, and even my brother, who was the chef at Kadima for a, for a year. Um, so all of these things were very important at a younger stage in life. And then Marsha and I had our children and we chose Jewish um, day schooling, non-Orthodox, progressive Jewish day schooling, which was wonderful that it was available everywhere we lived um that was important for us so that they would grow up with a sense of equality uh, as boys and girls having equal access to judaism which is very important to us and to a sense of social justice and how judaism can help define who we are in the world in which we live um, and to think about judaism critically not just to accept it for every tradition that's come down to us but to say some things were set for their time and some things need changing and uh, some things we re need renewing and we we've been able to practice that and we've shared that with our friends and both orthodox friends and non-jewish friends so whether it's the orange on the seder plate or it's something that new the miriam's cup or something new we're doing at the seder uh, or indeed um thinking about each night of the hanukkah uh lighting as a special commitment to some kind of practice that we want to take on then these are new rituals that I think progressive Judaism allows us to, to really value. And I suppose now at this stage of my life, I'm thinking about all the wonderful ways in which uh, Judaism allows human beings to thrive. And someone met, I think Miriam, you mentioned this idea of flourishing and thriving in life through a tradition that's very ancient, but also very contemporary. And that allows me to see my work that I do in Jewish education uh, to be very important for, uh, you know, it's an essential service for the spiritual welfare of families, their communities and, and the pastoral needs of, of um, all those who are 
seeking to think about life in a in a serious and mature and responsible way and in that way i think we can also be a contribution although we're very small people we can be a contribution in our own way each and every one of us i wonder if anyone else had any questions or thoughts or comments uh, about everything we've been talking about a thought i would add um it just speaking now it's really got me thinking about you know about me and who i am as a person and actually when you you look at yourself really deep down start thinking you think i i mean personally i start thinking about all the memories i have in my jewish life and you know they start from a really young age when i was sitting on a worktop at my mum's mum's house so my nanny's house um and she would roll canadals and i would feel them as she rolled them and eat them raw because i found them delicious all the way to things like you said michael like going to um kadima and hanging around my jewish friends um in the summer and then even to you know only a three years ago when my little boy was born having a baby naming ceremony which you um led and all these wonderful memories because really that's what's for me really important is the memories it's it's not although the kids now for hanukkah love the presents and the association with that actually what you're or what i'm trying to do with ari in particular is give him beautiful memories so he has memories like i have to look back on and think about um because ultimately that's much more than the the gift or the what's coming next it's it's about, about looking back and and it makes you who you are i feel um, yeah i feel it's for traditional it's for traditional values that we've had you know i see other families who haven't had that and going back you know dad always would take us to an Orthodox, uh, Wolverhampton Orthodox shawl on a Friday night, and then we'd go to Birmingham Progressive on a Saturday or, or for Hader on a Sunday, and then we'd get picked up um, by Opar or Omar, and we'd have that time with them. And I really feel that we were so lucky to have that, and that's because, you know, obviously we were nearby, and so Anya and Michael, unfortunately, you missed out on that, but, but we were, I think it's very much the... <laughs> it, it, was, it was the things that you know, Opa and Omar both wanted to, to give us, they wanted to give us that sense of belonging. Um, and in Wolverhampton, you know, I remember Hannah and I were very excited when the Gombergs came to Wolverhampton because we weren't the only Jewish children in the whole of Wolverhampton. And it was a big thing for us, but we always still had this sense of identity and community because of our greater family. Um, and then we came to London and obviously, you know, London is it's a much bigger, you, movement and we were always part of Ultimate. Hannah was very involved as was I and and we did Israel tour and that really gave or really gave me it, it completed me it really did help me you know get a greater understanding um and that's something that I, I really value from our faith and I feel like other people are missing out by not having that um but I do think it all links back to tradition I think that comes back down to you know Omar and Apar dad and mom nanny and granddad you know, Hannah, I was always very jealous of you. So going back to the Orthodox Shul, they would always turn the blind eye that Hannah would sit downstairs in our, in our booth with Dad and, and, and my uncle and, and 
because it was such a small community and Hannah would get to light the Shabbos candles. And, you know, I would never go up to the Bimba to do so where progressive Judaism, you know, I was invited up. It was, it was, it's a much more welcomed part of it. So I feel like we've had the best of both worlds and that's what I feel like our faith has given us. That's great. Um, and that's what I want to give to our, my children. Anyway, I want to give them the same opportunities to, to have, to ask the same questions. You know, we're, we've always been a great family of questions um, and encouraged to do so. Well, beautiful. Let's um, give mum the last word. Mum, what would you say is your message to our family? Uh, what are your hopes for progressive Judaism for, um, for Joey and Max and Ari and, and all those who will come uh, in due course? Uh, Hannah, I, I should say, is sitting here pregnant. Um, so for all of our family, what's your message for the future, mum? Joseph dream, of course, is at the moment in Russia. So my dream is that in 15 years' time, when some people will go to the moon, which I think Michael would quite like to, uh, they will take with them that feeling that Though we are going to an empty place, but we ourselves have so much Judaism values that we can create a new world if we need to. It doesn't need to be on the moon, but as long as they have them, then we're people of great standing and can walk tall wherever they go. Well, thank you, uh, Shire family. I'm going to conclude by just reading a, a verse from this um, passage from Sidur Lev Chadash uh, for Parashat Vayigash. It's called Life's Journey. Uh, and there's a contemporary and a, and a traditional verse. The contemporary verse says, birth is a beginning and death is a destination and life is a journey. And I think we're all on that journey and we've all been pleased and delighted to thrive and flourish on that journey for us and our families and all those around us. And then from the Psalms, it says, you show me the path of life. In your presence, there is fullness of joy. And we, I think all have experienced the joy of the fullness of life. We've counted every day. We've uh, loved the people who have been in our lives. Uh, we are sad for those who have departed. And the presence of all of us has been enriching for uh, for ourselves and for all those uh, we hold dear so i want to thank you all and i wish you all a uh, uh, for this evening a hug uh, sameach thank you thank you to these three generations of the shire family who contributed to the interesting and varied discussion we've just heard our thanks are also to Liberal Judaism, Reform Judaism and Leobeck College for supporting Progressively Jewish. If you haven't already, please do subscribe to Progressively Jewish so that you can receive all our episodes. We'd love for you to be involved in shaping the future of Progressively Jewish. Would you like to be involved in an episode? What can we do or discuss that you'd value hearing? You can tell us on the new Progressively Jewish Facebook page or by emailing us at progressivelyjewish at gmail.com. 
Please recommend us to your friends and fellow congregants, those who are Jewish and people of all faiths and none. And also, please do leave a comment and review with your podcast provider. Next week's episode will be hosted by my friend and colleague Rabbi Monique Mayer and will be exploring reconciliation, inspired by the closing chapters of the Book of Bereshit. <laughs>